Welcome to Entrepreneurship Lab, a space for all entrepreneurs who want to start, grow and sell their business. In this podcast, we will cover different topics of entrepreneurship, from starting your business, finding your clients and branding yourself. You will be learning everything about marketing, finance, scaling your business, and much, much more. As your host, Nevena Bajalac, I'm welcoming you to my lab where you will together with me create, learn, and grow. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the new episode of Entrepreneurship Lab. This is your host, Nevena Bajalac, welcoming you once again to the new episode. And today we are talking about art of negotiation, and I have a very special guest coming to us, uh, to us from U.S., uh, from Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, and his name is Brian Will, and Brian is two-time best-selling author. He's known as a dropout multimillionaire. He is an expert in sales, a multiple entrepreneur. He's going to share today his journey with us and talk about negotiation, how is negotiation important in business, and when and how you can use your negotiation skill skills. So Brian, welcome to the show, and thank you for being here today. Nevena, thanks for having me. By the way, I just love saying your name, Nevena Javalik, but Vajalik. <laughs> yes, Nevena Vajalik. Yes, thank you so much, Brian. You're doing it great, uh, pronouncing it great. So, uh, Brian, tell us a little bit. I, I just did a little bit of short intro. You have the, the huge success in, in your life and in business, but I want to know young Ryan. Where did you start? How did you become an entrepreneur? And uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, Nevena, I, I, uh, my title of my book, that book, by the way, is The Dropout Multimillionaire. And the reason it's titled that is because I actually failed out of high school uh, at 16, got in and graduated bottom of the class, uh, had to go in the military because I didn't have any place to go, got out, tried to go to college, made it for two semesters and ended up dropping out of college and, uh, and then decided to start my own business. I wasn't a very good employee, so I thought, you know, I might as well work for myself. So started my first company. It was a landscaping company. Uh, we built it up to about $6 million in revenue. And then it crashed and burned and I lost everything. So a lot of lessons there. My second business was an insurance agency uh, that we built up to about $10 million in revenue. We sold it to a venture capital firm. The third company was another online insurance agency. We built it to about $20 million in revenue, sold it to another venture capital firm, started an online marketing company. Built it up to 32 million, I think. We sold it to a private equity firm. And then I went into consulting, doing sales and marketing consulting for Fortune 500 companies, teaching sales teams how to increase, increase closing ratios and all that good stuff. And then eventually wrote a couple of books on sales and business, uh, started another couple of companies. I bought a restaurant chain. I own a bunch of real estate now. And then I got into politics. And so I do that today. And now I do entrepreneurial consulting and coaching. So what I do every day today is I work with entrepreneurs on helping them grow and scale their business and helping their sales teams produce a lot more than they do currently. So that's my story. That's incredible. And you make it super easy. You're like 16 million in revenue, 22 million in revenue. So <laughs> for all of the people listening, I want to just before we go into negotiation and the topic of today, tell us a little bit more when you started from zero to going there. What, what do you think it really takes 
Um, because sometimes a lot of people are stuck and they're like, I'm there, I want to make it happen. Like what makes a difference between you succeeding and building multimillion business to someone who is failing? What is something that you learn on your journey? So I wrote an article for Forbes magazine and it's called the five keys to success. The five keys to success are also the same five keys to failure. And this applies to somebody who is starting a business or has a business that's not growing the way they want to. And my five keys, and it's my five questions. And my first question is always, why are you doing this? Because I want to know why you want to be in business for yourself and how strong of a drive you have. Because if you don't have a strong enough drive, every time a problem comes along, and a lot of problems are going to come along, if you don't have a strong enough drive, you're either going to quit or you're not going to have the mental attitude to push your way through to get to the next level. So why are you doing this? The second one is, whatever product you're selling in your company, why should anybody buy your product and why should they buy it from you specifically? Because chances are you're selling something they can get anywhere. So if they can get your product anywhere, why, why buy it from you and why buy your product at all? And you need to have that answer to that question so crystal clear in your mind that when you tell it to somebody, they go, oh, okay, that's why I should buy your product and that's why I should buy it from you. If you stumble around on what you do and why they should buy it, they're probably going to buy it someplace else. That was two. Number three is, I know you started this business and I know you think you're an entrepreneur and I know you want to be a CEO, but are you really a CEO? Okay. And, and what I mean there is a lot of people that start businesses are technicians or salespeople and they're good at what they do, but they're not good at running companies. And there's a difference between doing what you do and actually running a profitable company. And if you don't know how to run a profitable company, it doesn't matter how good you are at what you do, you're probably not going to succeed. So figure out who you are and who you're not, and then bring other people into your company to backfill your weaknesses. That is huge right there. The second one is, if you're not growing the way you want, or you're a startup and you've never done a successful business, then you need to understand that you don't know how to do what it is you're trying to do. You just don't know how. It's not a negative. It's just like, if I went over to France right now, I don't know how to speak French. I, I just don't. It's not that I'm a bad person. I just don't know how. And so what I need to do is find somebody to help me learn how to speak French. And in business, you need to find a coach or a mentor that has been successful in doing what you want to do and have them come in and help you learn how to build a business and how to make successful decisions. That's coaching and mentoring. And the last one is if you're a business owner, you need to know your numbers. You don't need to be an accountant, but you need to understand what a profit and loss statement is, how it reflects on your business and how you can use it to succeed. And those are my five keys. And this is a lot of what I do in my coaching practice. So yeah, and uh, it's always going back to those really basics. And uh, and I, I love that you mentioned it, the annoying your numbers because I can see that so many people, we are not, we, we always think, oh, I'm not good in math or I don't understand accounting, but you do have to learn a little bit and you do have to understand because if you are not checking those numbers, I always say nobody will look at your company the way you are, right? Your employees will or, never work as hard as you are willing no, to work. No, they will not. Or you'll have... Yeah. You'll, you'll be confused as to what you have. I just got off the phone with a, a client and I said something simple, like what is your acquisition cost on your product? And he said, yeah. you know, $500. Yeah. 
And so I spent five minutes going through his numbers and his actual acquisition cost was $800. Yeah. So if you're operating your business thinking it's 500, when in reality it's 800 because you haven't analyzed the data, then your entire business mindset is wrong and there's no way you're going to succeed. So yes. you have to understand the numbers. Yes. And and one thing I always, I also go in companies and I ask, oh, are you yeah, yeah, we are profitable, like you said. And then we see if they're started from like a startup, the CEO doesn't put their salary in their numbers. Mm -hmm. And you have to put the CEO salary in those numbers. And in UAE until this year, we didn't have corporate tax. Now we have corporate tax. So you want to put those salaries to deduct the tax. And then we see they're in red. And we're like, just by adding one thing that you like, so it's so it's so basic, but it's something that people I say we didn't go to business schools or it's even you didn't go to business school, but you learn from your experience. And I love that. And uh, thank you for sharing. So I want to uh, talk to you a little bit more about negotiation. Is negotiation a skill uh, in your opinion? Is it something that some people are better at? Um, and why is negotiation important for any business owner or entrepreneur? Yep. So there are two ways to look at this. There are people that are naturally good negotiators. And I, the example I use is athletes. There are athletes that are just naturally good. They're, they're going to be good if they sleep until noon and get up and walk outside and do whatever they do. Then there are people that are really good, but it's because they put in the work and the effort to get really good. Okay. Yes. So negotiation is the same way. There are people that are great salespeople. They are great at negotiations. It's a natural talent. But if that's not you, there are ways that you can become really, really good, but it's learning the basics or what I call the psychology behind the sales and negotiation, which is, by the way, the name of my book, The Psychology yeah. of Sales and Negotiation. Uh, so if you are willing to put work in and learn the basics of psychology and selling, then you can be good. And by the way, everything in business is about sales and negotiation. And it's not just selling whatever product you've got it's dealing with contractors it's dealing with vendors easy example i had an electrician come into a, one of the restaurants i own and he wanted twelve hundred dollars to put in a wall outlet and the manager said he wants twelve hundred dollars and i said offer him eight hundred and the manager said what do you mean offer him eight hundred i said well he's already here he's already done the quote he's already got the materials he can either take my 800 or he can go home and get zero. And he said, well, I'll go ask. And he came back and he said, he'll do it for 900. I said, done. <laughs> now I saved $300 simply by negotiating something. But if you save $300 on 50 different things in a month, you've saved $15,000, right? It's negotiate. You have to learn negotiation in every single thing you do, not just your sales. And if you can learn that, your business will be much more profitable and much more successful. Um, thank you, Brian. I'm sure in your work, I'm very interested, intrigued by this. I'm sure in your work as well, you come across a lot of uh, people who want to become entrepreneurs, start, but they say, but I'm not a salesperson. I don't want to be salesy, pushy. And I'm really always trying to embed that sales are literally everywhere and we are selling and everyone is selling to you all day long. We're just not aware of it. Um, so what do you say to those entrepreneurs who need to really change their mindset about sales and really start understanding that sales is a natural process? Everyone are selling something to someone all day long. It's, it's a really natural process. And it's not just that they're selling something. They're also selling themselves, right? 
I'm selling yes. myself to you in this video on this podcast right now as yes. an expert. I, that's my sale yes. to you. So yes. if you're starting a business, if you're going to start a business to be an entrepreneur, it's not just about selling your product, but you also have to sell your vision. You have to sell your vision to your employees. You have to say your vision to the public. You have to say your vision of your product to the consumer. Now, I will tell you that if you are not a good salesperson, but you are still driven to be an entrepreneur, then you need to either find a business partner who is a good salesperson, or you need to hire somebody who is a good salesperson to take over that role. Okay. You can be amazing at, at accounting, right? And you want to, you're amazing at math and you know how to manage, but you're not good at selling the product. Great. This is where I talk about who are you and who are you not? Yeah. Then you be the person in the company that does that, but you better bring somebody else in either a partner or an employee who is good at sales, because if you don't have sales, you don't have a business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, at the end of the day, sales are, are um, um, the most important thing without sales. It's just a hobby. <laughs> Yes. And uh, I'm, I always observe, you know, and I'm sure you and I want to go back to your first business uh, because I, I always try to speak to so many events and I tell entrepreneurs, you just need to knock. If you knock to 100 doors, if you go to speak to 100 people every single day, you will succeed. It's just you're not in front of enough people. And how was your journey when you started? You said landscaping company. Uh, what did you do when you started to get um, your first clients and your first prospects? I, I, I don't know what, what was it back then. Maybe there was social media or things like that no. but i just want to know your experience because i do believe still in this organic uh, uh, reach and organic prospecting and building that relationship with people communicating with them now mind you i started my first business 35 years ago so there was no such thing as the internet or cell phones right we had landlines with a big cord you had to have a 20-foot cord to walk in the other room so people couldn't hear you Right. So my social media marketing was I bought a ream of 500 sheets of paper and a magic marker. And I wrote, keep landscaping. We will mow your grass. And here's my phone number. Call me. And I drove around on my truck and stuck it in people's mailboxes. That's email today. You send it to their inbox. Well, that back then we had to drive and stick it in your actual uh, mailbox. But the thing is, if you want to start, you have to do whatever it takes. And I do mean whatever it takes in order for you to succeed. That's really the key to success. I tell people, everybody starts someplace different, right? But in order for you to go from where you are, where you want, I call it the 100 lessons in success. And that's not exactly 100, but I'm just using it as an example. Yeah. But in that 100 lessons of success, some people, if they've got money, they've got the right parents, if they got the right education, if they have the right background, they might start at 50 or 60 on the ladder to success. Me, I started at zero. My first book was originally titled Starting Life at Zero. I knew nothing. So when I started my first business, I had to learn everything. And by the way, that 100 lessons are also 100 mistakes you're going to make. I made yeah. every single mistake in the book. And I failed and failed and failed. I failed for 15 years before we finally had a business that started working. And in my 20th year, we sold for multiple eight figures. So but it requires you moving through all those lessons. And it. And yeah. by the way, you can complain that you have to go through more lessons than somebody else, but that's just the way it is. You, you are who you are, you deal the hand that you got dealt, and just understand you can succeed at any level if you are willing to go through and learn every single lesson you need to learn and not quit. 
And I love that you mentioned, I would love for you to repeat that it took you 15 years because you just said, oh, I built a 32 million, I built 22 million. Mm -hmm. And we feel in the first year, we feel, why am I not there yet? And mm -hmm. uh, and I think in this fast paced environment and time we are living, everyone wants instant gratification. So people after and, and new generations, right? If they don't succeed in three months, we see that they want to quit and they quit their job so quickly because they don't get a raise after three months. And the mindset is so different. So I just want you to repeat your ladder to success and how long it took you to actually get to, let's say, a million dollars or multi-million dollars on doing actually that. If you Nirvana, have that, I am a, I am a twenty-year overnight success. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ryan. That's an inspiration for me personally, not to uh, to quit. I'm not a quitter, but uh, yeah, we have, and especially I feel now with social media, and I always tell this to people that come in contact, don't believe everything you see, right? You you will work 10 years and you're going to be overnight success. You just said you worked 20 years and you became a, a success. Um, mm -hmm. So really thank you for that. So let's jump in, uh, and we have a few more minutes. I want to talk about negotiation. So what negotiation mm -hmm. actually means i think man, many people um feel like oh negotiation it means they told me no i have to persuade them what in general should people see as negotiation and why it's important if you want to be a good negotiator here's here's an easy first rule think about what you are saying and what you are doing to your client or your customer and then think about how you would react if you were the customer and that person was saying that to you or doing that to you. Mm. And if you would react negatively to what you're doing to them, if they did it to you, then don't do that. Okay. This is why I don't like high pressure salespeople. Yes. Every one of us have been in front of a high pressure salesperson and we're all like, ah, I don't like this. It, it makes me feel bad. I'm, I'm, I'm cringing. I'm, I don't, I'm closing up. Right. Well, if you're doing that, if you would react negatively, so are they. They're going to react the same way, right? So here's my first rule of negotiation. And it's also what we call the first objection. So successful sales is about overcoming objections. We've all heard that. But the trick is not to overcome the objections at the end of the sales process. The trick is to overcome the objections before the client has them. So if you can overcome the objections before the client has them, then they'll never have them. Yes. And that's a long course, but the very first objection I always teach people is, and this is what you need to understand, when you put your salesperson hat, you might be a great person, you have kids, you go to parties, but when you put your salesperson hat on, people don't like you. And it's because they don't trust you, because they, you are a salesperson and they think that you're going to start doing high pressure, do magic voodoo sales stuff, and you're going to make them buy something they don't want to buy, or you're going to make them pay more than they want to pay or more than it's worth. That's what they expect from you as a salesperson. And that creates a wall between you and the client. We call this the wall of mistrust. Mm -hmm. They don't trust you because they don't know what you're about to do. They don't know what you're going to say. They don't know if it's truthful. They don't think you're looking out for their best interest. They don't trust you as a salesperson. And that creates a wall. That is your first objection in every single sales environment, every single sale, is you have to overcome that wall of mistrust that you are a salesperson and they don't like you. Same thing works in reverse, right? Do you like salespeople? When you go buy a car, do you really want to talk to the car salesman? No. 
So if that's how you react, think about them. How can you overcome that? So our first objection training is how to overcome the first objection. They don't like salespeople because they don't trust them. And so we build scripts that are specific to this particular objection. And we teach people how to overcome that objection right at the beginning so that we don't have to deal with it later. So again, that's a long training course. Yeah. By the way, if your audience is interested, I will give you a free coupon code. They can take my sales masterclass for free if you're interested. Uh, Absolutely. We're going to we're going to put your website on the description of this episode. So make sure to reach out to Brian and watch this masterclass. Yeah, You're going to get so much you. about you it. You get to use a code. You can have it for free. And I go Absolutely. over all these things uh, to teach Absolutely. you how to overcome objections. Absolutely. Thank you, Brian. So uh, mastering negotiation, like you said, first, it's actually about objections. And um, what happens? I'm going to jump into that if somebody says no or we have to negotiate about the price. Because I think this is where we usually see is like, oh, negotiation is negotiating about the price or negotiating um, you know, about the terms of the deal. And how do you perceive negotiations and how should we approach them? So price is an objection. And price is an objection that we can handle up front. We don't wanna deal with objections to price at the end, that's the wrong place to do it. So for instance, Nivena, if, if, if you are selling something and like pick a product, like any product, yeah. I'm going to sell uh, windows. I'm looking at my windows right now. If I was meeting you and I said, hey, Nevena, I understand you're looking for some windows. And you said, yes. I'd say, well, let me tell you something. My windows are in a range of $1,000 at the bottom, $5,000 at the top. And I've got a series of windows that are anywhere from one to 5,000. Now, I don't want to sit here and explain to you every single window because you're not interested in every single window. So tell me where you want to fall within my budget range, and I will go there and explain that to you. So are you more interested in a $1,000 window, a $2,000, a $4,000, or a $5,000? And if you tell me, well, what's the difference between $1,000 and $2,000? Okay, we can talk about that. And I will go in and start explaining that to you. A lot of salespeople try to sell me the $5,000 window that I can't afford. And now I've got a budget problem. I got to overcome objections and I'm dealing with all this nonsense. Yeah. And I could have fixed that at the beginning by anchoring the sales range. By the way, we never ask somebody what the budget is. Never, ever, ever, because they yeah. will lie to you. Yeah. So why would you ask a question you know somebody's going to lie to you about? And they're not going to lie high, by the way. They're going to lie low. Yeah. So I set the budget. About 1,000 to 5,000, 200 to 1,000, 10,000 to 50,000. Where do you want me to start? And that way we put them into the budget that they've already agreed to. So when we go through the process of calls for effect and checking in and getting positive affirmations at the end, I say, well, looks like you understand everything. Looks like this is the one you liked. You've told me that you liked it 17 times. It's within the one to 2000 range you're talking about, you know, or you want to go ahead and get this thing rolling. It's not simple as opposed to waiting to the end or trying to oversell yeah. them or sell them something that they don't want. So this is all very specific that deal with specific products and services. Uh, and again, I go through all that in the masterclass too. So you can get all that in that free video. 
Amazing. So everyone who listening, you will get a link and a free coupon. So make sure to go in and watch Brian's masterclass. Brian, I want to um, ask you about, do you remember any of your mistakes, maybe from the beginning with selling and negotiation? I remember some of mine uh, and I always laugh and I always share that with my clients as well. Like, don't do that because it cost me this many clients because I didn't know it. So do you remember anything specific? Because I love these mistakes really helps people. It cuts the road for so many people so there's there's two i'll give you and and by the way have you ever been to a car dealership and bought a new car Ravenna? yes okay when you went to the car dealership and you walked on the lot and you met the car salesman and you said i'm looking for a car did he hand you the owner's manual to the car and say hey i need you to read this no no did he say hey before we look at cars i need you to go back to the finance department so you can understand financing derivatives and there's this 32 page contract I need you to understand before we get into, no, no you didn't do that either, right? No. You know how many salespeople get into a sales situation and feel like they need to explain the owner's manual to the product? They over talk. Yeah. Yes. Customer doesn't care. If you're buying a car, you care the brand, the color, leather seats, automatic, you know, four door, let's take it for a ride and fall in love. Yeah, that's maybe all the you offer care they have, like maybe the offer, yeah. you know, current offers you're having. Exactly. I saw an ad in the paper for 0% financing. Absolutely. We can get you that. What color do you want? Let's take it for a test drive and fall in love. Too many salespeople are like, oh my gosh, let me explain to you how the engine works and how many quarts of oil are in the car and how often you're going to in for maintenance. Let me introduce you to the maintenance guy in the back. His name's Bob. He's really cool. And they just talk, talk, talk. And the, and the person, first of all, isn't listening anymore because they don't yeah. care. All they want is to take that for a test drive. Whatever you're selling, pick out three or four hot button items. Make them fall in love and stop talking. They will ask you the questions they want to know. Your job is to make them fall in love. The less you talk, the higher chance of sales, the success you have as a salesperson. And that I is love against that. the grain of every salesperson. They just want to talk. I think people are feeling like they have to justify in order to sell. They have to give more information and sometimes don't understand that less is more. And you want to listen more because with listening, you will actually hear what I need and asking the right question. And like you said, if if I'm a female and you start telling me about a horse power and engine and I don't know anything mm -hmm. about it, I just like, is it a pretty car? It's ugly. Like literally, can I put so many stuff in my boot and how many pair of shoes, and <laughs> right? Kids seats and everything. Thing. so it's like you have to know your buyers and yeah there are some some people that for their personality they want to get into details but you will then they will ask you for those details if they're interested so thank you so and, much and by for the that. way the more you talk the less they remember because people only have the capacity to remember so much in an unfamiliar environment and I, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll prove that point how many of your listeners right now can tell you what my third company was and how much revenue it did? Probably not. Probably not. It was a good yeah. soundbite when I said it, but we are literally 15 minutes later and you probably can't yeah. remember the details of what I said. Now you're in a sales situation. And by the way, your listeners are vastly interested. You're in a sales situation and you're explaining stuff because it's amazing. And your client don't remember 15 minutes later what you said. Yes. 
Exactly, exactly. Thank you, Brian, so much. I want to, to finish this episode. Usually I ask my guests about one last tip you will give to someone with entrepreneur. It can be about negotiation or sales, um, something that you think it's, it can help the listeners. Sure. Do you know, you know Apple, Apple, right? I have yes. an Apple phone here. Do you have an Apple phone yes. by any chance? Uh, no, I'm Apple? an Android. I'm Android. You're an Android. <laughs> Do you know who runs Apple? Um, who is the... Tim who Cook. runs? Yeah. Tim Cook is the CEO of Apple. Do you know that Tim Cook has a board of directors that comes in every three months? There's 12 people. They come in and they sit down in the boardroom and Tim tells them all his problems and they give him all kinds of advice. And he, Tim takes that advice and he uses that advice to help run Apple computer. Tim is a really smart guy. One of the biggest companies on the planet. Tim also has a personal coach that helps him in the back room deal with his issues and his employees and stuff like that. So he has 12 people on the board and a personal coach to help him run his company. And this guy's really, really smart. What makes you as an entrepreneur think that you don't need at least one person to come in and help you build your business? Coaching and mentorship is one of the most important things you can do. And if you're not doing it, you're missing out. Thank you, Will, so much. That's a perfect advice. And uh, I always say, yes, we we haven't been in the in the business school. And even if you've been in a business school, most of those professors haven't run the business. So cut your road to success, make it faster, learn from people who are 20 years overnight success like Brian. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that's a perfect advice. Uh, thank you so much, Brian, for being here. We're going to make sure we put a link to your website so all the listeners and the coupons so all of them can watch their masterclass and reach out to you. And this was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I want to thank the listeners for being here and make sure to subscribe, download, and share with at least one person that can benefit from this episode. I will see you next time.